Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard, where every 25-point lead is safe. As always, I'm Sid. What's going on, Reg? What it do, man? Happy holidays, new year, all that good stuff. What's up, Sean? What's going on? How y'all doing? Living, living. All right, so it's been a good four months since we just sat down and did this. So uh, <laughs> if we tried to go over everything we wanted to go over, we'd be here for some days, so we ain't even going to do all that. Uh, that's for a different show. Today we're going to jump on here. We're going to talk about uh, super, super Wild Card Weekend, um, as well as the coaching vacancies that's currently uh, – existing right now within the NFL and the candidates uh, that's being talked about surrounding that. Um, which place do y'all want to start? I got playoffs. The playoff bracket pulled up on my phone. All right, let's start with the playoffs. Yeah. The playoff. Uh, so Saturday we got Saturday we got the 7-2 matchup in the NFC which is the Seattle Seahawks against the San Francisco 49ers. And we got the 5-4 matchup uh, between the Los Angeles Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I'm quite positive that one of these games is going to be way better than the other. But let's talk about the one that's probably going to be less interesting first, which is Seattle and San Francisco. Uh, how do you see that one going, Rich? Uh <laughs> Geno had a good season, uh, great season, actually. Um, however, San Francisco just, they just too good right now, man. They they hot. They got hot when it really matters, which is toward the end of the season. Um, you know, for the, for the most part, they're getting back uh, to be healthy. Um, you know, we're not even having big games from, you know, Debo and all this good stuff. To me, the, the biggest thing is they figure out how to use George Kittle now. You know, he's getting more involved in the offense. You know what the what the running attack going to give you. Um, getting rid of the ball quick, which Seattle, you know, have issues uh, in the trenches. So I just find it almost impossible unless um, San Francisco badly beat themselves. Yeah. I really can't even see this one being a game. I can kind of see it being, you know, a three-point lead at halftime. But by the time it's all said and done, I just think San Francisco have, you know, too much for Seattle. What you got, Sean? Uh, what I called uh, the last games of the season between uh, the Packers and the, the Lions and the Seahawks and the Rams was the uh, the battle to lose to San Francisco. Um, I told you, uh, I've been saying since before the 49ers got Christian McCaffrey, uh, the 49ers are the only team I take seriously in the NFC. Um, so I, I think this one's going to be a pretty dominant win by San Francisco. I, I'm rolling with San Francisco. I, um, we're going to get to that too, but I, 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 I'm not taking San Francisco to make the Super Bowl this year, and it's literally only because I feel like Brock Purdy is going to have a game that's going to look like him being a rookie quarterback, and that's going to cost them against a team that's better than Seattle, though. Like, I don't think if he goes out there and has a game like that against Seattle, I think San Francisco's offense and their defense especially has enough to overcome that. Um, so I could this be a close game? Yeah. Once again, you're talking about division opponents, uh, two teams that know each other very well. Um, but I'm, I'm just like, y'all, I got San Francisco winning this one probably at, at least by 10. Yeah. 
I'm right there. Uh, the second game of Saturday is the Chargers against the Jaguars. The Jaguars being able to overcome what was, a, I think, a 3-7 and seven start uh, to come back and win their division um, Saturday night against Tennessee, who just fell apart uh, throughout the, the second half of the season. Um, Trevor Lawrence has come on looking strong. He's looking like what people expected him to look like being the number one overall pick. Um, and the Chargers are getting healthy at the right time. Uh, so what you got for this one, Sean? Actually, I hate that these two teams matching up against each other because they're the, they the, the two teams that I like the most in the AFC. Um, but I'm jumping back on my Chargers bandwagon that I had uh, uh, left for a little while. I don't know if y'all remember I had them to make the Super Bowl. Um, but like you said, they, they're getting healthy at the right time. Uh, I think Jacksonville, I think this is great for them to get in and get their playoff experience. But um, I got the Chargers. I think the Chargers are a better team, um, better roster, uh, better quarterback. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers. You got Rich? It's funny, like, you opened up by talking about how great Trevor Lawrence has been playing and, you know, all this good stuff. And I just had a conversation uh, with, a, with a guy at work. And uh, I was saying how I still don't see it yet. Like, he's playing better than what he's he's played, you know, in his career, his short career so far. But uh, every time I turn on ESPN, it's kind of like, you know, they, they're just talking how he's thrown, I think, 14 touchdowns in the last seven games or something, something like that. Like, it's just, you know, amazing or something. But he's playing better. Uh, I think it's going to actually be a very interesting game. I don't see this one being a blowout by far. Uh, I'm kind of rooting for Jacksonville a little bit on the slick. Um, but I just think ultimately, um, San Diego, I think they offense could get loose. San Diego still struggle to run the ball. And this could be a game where, you know, that, that finally really matters that they, they really can't run the football. Um, so I, I really got this one being kind of close, but I would have to, I would have to roll with the charges in it. All right. Uh, I'm rolling with the charges as well. Like I say, I think, uh, the only thing that, the only reason that they're a five seed to begin with is because of the injuries that they've suffered this year. Um, when you look at the time Keenan Allen and Mike Mike Williams missed, Joey Bosa missed so much time. Uh, Andrew Slater's been been gone the whole damn near the whole season. Uh, and now that they're getting all of those guys back, Keenan Allen looked great last week. He looks like he's finally back to to being the player that we know him to be. Uh, trying to deal with him and Mike Williams is is a, a hard task for any team. But then when you add Austin Eckler, even if they can't run the football, what he can do out of the backfield, uh, I think I think it's going to be hard for the Jaguars to keep up and score with the Chargers. Um, and I also, also don't see this being no defensive game from both teams either. So uh, I'm rolling with the Chargers. I think their offense is is the better offense. Uh, but I also like their defense better than Jacksonville's as well. Um, like I said, Jacksonville has has had a very impressive season, though. Not not just Trevor Lawrence this back half of the season, but ETN uh, in the season that he's had. Christian Kirk actually looking like a number one wide receiver when everybody doubted that that was going to be the case when he got the money that he did this offseason. Um, but I agree with you, Sean. Like, this is huge for them to actually get there, uh, to win a division, to be in the playoffs. That's a huge building block for them. Uh, when you consider 
um, they have the type of talent that's going to be around for the next 10 years and be a part of that organization. Uh, <clears throat> so we, we all went the same on those two games. Um, we all going to go the same on this next one too, which is the number seven Dolphins against uh, the number two Buffalo Bills, uh, which is the first game on Sunday. Um, Reg, why do you have the Bills beating the Dolphins? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I can easily say that they're just a better team, right? But, um, you know, Josh Allen, we're both big on Josh Allen. Um, it's kind of hard to game plan for him. Miami defense hasn't been what it was the last two seasons for us, uh, causing turnovers. Um, they relied on, on you know, causing turnovers in their strong secondary play these last couple of years, and um, they have not really gotten that uh, stellar performance from those DBs this year like they did. Uh, so you mix that in with even if they were playing pretty good, look who you're dealing with, you know, come playoff time. Um, you can't do nothing with 14, man. Uh, I don't think there's a DB um, in this game that can really take digs out of a ball game. Uh, mixed in with Gabe, da uh, Gabe Davis and uh, Knox get in where he fit in. Uh, Josh Allen can also run the football. It's just a lot for a, a struggling defense to deal with. Um, we know uh, Josh Allen is a gamer, and I, I just I think Buffalo is going to be a little bit too much. I do think it's going to be a lot of Tyreek Hill um, for the Dolphins, of course, more than what most people think. I think they're going to keep him in motion, keep him in the slot, find ways to get him the ball at any means. But uh, Buffalo is just they just a powerhouse team, man. I think it's going to be a little bit too much for Miami to deal with. I actually think. Uh, Miami could win this game, not now, but but uh, the 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 quarterback thing for them has been has basically destroyed this season. Um, because I, I I think they're better than nine and eight. Um, but it's just the it's it's not only Tua getting hurt, but it's Bridgewater getting hurt. It's it's just all the inconsistency at quarterback. I think they would be a much better football team and have a better chance to beat the Bills. Um, if they were completely healthy considering the way the Dolphins played a couple of weeks ago in the snow uh, against Buffalo. But like you said, Buffalo, they're also riding off that uh, emotional high. Um, they just, they're going to be too much for Miami this weekend. And I think Armstead is hurt right now as well. I think he finally then got hurt. Um, <laughs> who didn't see that coming? Um, I'm rolling with Buffalo as well. I probably would have took Buffalo regardless, but uh, with two or not quarterbacking for them this weekend, that that really does. But that gives me no hope in Miami at all. Uh, like you say, when they played them earlier this season in Miami, they they got the win. And then when they went to Buffalo a few weeks ago, it was a, a really tight game all the way up to the end. Uh, I think Miami, <clears throat> just like the Chargers, man, Miami is only sitting where they're sitting right now because of injuries. If Tua was able to stay healthy for all of the year, they'd be a much higher seed and we'd be talking about them a little differently. But uh, yeah, it's it's tough uh, to imagine them going to Buffalo and beating them with Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback. Uh, next, we got the Giants. Six seed Giants against number three, the Vikings. Uh, Sean, what you got there? I don't. <laughs> I don't even want to watch this game, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, but I'm a... Man, I want so badly to say the Giants. I, I'm gonna say the Giants. Just I, I'm gonna take the Giants in the upset, just because I don't, I don't, I don't take 
the Vikings seriously. Um, yeah. And and all of these matchups ain't gonna go chalk. One of these one of yeah. these matchups is gonna be an upset. Um, and this is the team that I, that I'm the least confident in the the Minnesota. And, and it's not even it's not even about the one score victory thing. It's just about the way that they play. It's more about the way that they played against playoff teams than it is about the one score victories. Like when they get beat, they get beat. Yeah. Um, and so I just I don't know. I, Give me the Giants. What about you, Reg? Um, I'm actually going to go with the Vikes right here. I'm uh, I'm sorry with uh yeah 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 with um with the Vikings. Um, I just the the Giants. It's hard for me to see them winning a playoff game, um, and they really don't have a, a passing identity yet. Everything is so much relied on Saquon Barkley, which is fine, but. Uh, whenever you're going to run that, he- rely that heavy on a run game, you got to have a lot of bootleg, a lot of play action, uh, somewhat be able to attack teams downfield. Um, I really do think this game was kind of made for the Vikings. If you look at the Vikings record, they beat a lot of teams that they are they were supposed to beat, and I think that this is another one. Um, we know what you know they have on the outside. They added TJ uh, at the tight end spot. They can um, run the football when needed. Um, and I just think overall that offense will have a good day against the Giants defense eventually. I think the Giants D hang tight uh, early like they normally do. But when that offense can't put up points and you, you know, all those three and outs and you right back on the field, I think sooner or later the Vikings actually bust this one open. Yeah, I, I see it going uh, pretty similar. I think this is a pretty defensive, uh, low scoring game. Um, and when it comes down to it, it's. I trust the Vikings offense to produce something more than I trust the Giants offense. Uh, like you say, relying heavily on Saquon Barkley because they don't have a wide out that you know. And the one that you do know, they don't play. Um, so <clears throat> uh, between David Cook and Justin Jefferson, uh, I think that the Vikings can get to 20, 24 points and the Giants can't. Um Next, we got the number six Ravens against the number three Bengals. What you got, Rich? I'm going to start by telling you this. If the Bengals make the Super Bowl again, it won't surprise me. Um, the Bengals is another team to me that's just like they're hot when it matters, right? Uh, Joe Burrow has definitely won me over um, as one of the, the top-tier quarterbacks in this league. Um, we know when Jamal Chase is healthy, what they do. Uh, being very hard to stop, uh, spreads the ball around great to others, and that defense is very underrated. They don't have, like, a, a dog on the defensive side of the ball for the Bengals, but as, but as a unit, they play very, very well together. They don't give up big plays. They make you earn everything. They keep everything in front of them. Uh, you know, they they pretty much one of the better bend-but-don't-break defenses in the league. Um, you put that on the field – uh, with the the fact that Joe Burrow can go out there and get 30 any given Sunday, um, that's a lot to deal with. Um, I, I haven't heard if if Lamar Jackson will even be playing in this game, but whether he plays or not, I have it the same. Um, I have the Bengals probably by 10. Yeah, Lamar not playing and not having having not played for as long as he hasn't. Um, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, Cincinnati, like you said, they're hot. Um, they're they're probably the better team at this moment. But if it, it if 
Lamar was playing and healthy, I would take Baltimore, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> so I go with Cincinnati. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm rolling with Cincinnati as well. Uh, once again, this is just like, honestly, the Tua situation with Lamar not playing. Or if he, even if he does play, like you say, he hasn't played in so long. And it's hard to believe that even if he does play, he's 100% healthy. Yep. Um, and them being so one-dimensional, the Bengals being uh, pretty decent on defense and hitting hitting the stride uh, at the end of the season like they did last year. Uh they're just going to be tough to beat. So, yeah, I'm rolling with the Bengals, too, and I don't think this one's going to be pretty close as well. <clears throat> um, All right, so the last game is Monday night. Uh, the number five Dallas Cowboys against number four Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I'll go first on this one. I got the Bucks winning, which technically is an upset. Um, Man, it's... The postseason, <laughs> a lot a lot about how you do in the postseason, about how you come into the postseason, and Dallas is stumbling into the postseason at this point. Um, the loss to the Jaguars and then the performance they put out there against um, Washington this this past week, it's, it, it just wasn't uh, – nothing good came out of any of those. Like in the Jaguars game, it came down to Dak Prescott making boneheaded mistakes uh at horrible moments which is something he tends to do um and then last week they they couldn't get anything going on offense at all and then they allowed uh a rookie to play his first game and and look better than better than that honestly um the defense is something that for probably the fourth year in a row has surprised me uh with Dallas and that's starting to to fade away at this point too um, Michael Parsons has had his troubles this second half of the season. Um, I haven't heard the name of Marcus Lawrence in a long time. Um, I know that they're missing the number two corner. Um, Tampa, and honestly, Tampa Bay hasn't really given me too many reasons to be picking them instead of Dallas at this point, but <laughs> I just think that. I just hate the way that Dallas is coming into the playoffs this year, honestly. And I was looking at Dallas as a team that that I was pretty confident in when it came to the pecking order of who I thought could win out of the NFC. Um, and honestly, I, I, I will be high on them again if they actually make it out of this game. But I feel like this was the opponent that they, outside of the number one and number two seed, that they least wanted to draw uh, first round. Um, so yeah, I got I got Tom Brady and the Bucks being able to get to the second round. The only thing that I I disagree with that I ain't even gonna say disagree. Um, a couple weeks ago, Tampa played Cincinnati, um, and all year long you you can say with with the Bucks because they they've been up and down, back and forth. Um, that was the first time that I saw that championship defense from them the first half of that game um yeah. and then Freddie came out and threw five interceptions right to the they defense and then and then you know it just the game just completely turned on that that was the first time all year that I felt like all right this team still got a good defense and like you said when the playoffs they went eight and nine none of that matters when the playoffs start um 
they get the home game, which again is ridiculous. Um, I, I've I've been saying for a long time that I feel like the division winner should still get in, but them getting the home playoff game is ridiculous. Um, but I'm gonna go with Tampa too. I, I, I like Tampa, I, and I like Dallas. Like you said, if they if they yeah. make out of this game, um, depending on the matchup that they draw, I, I might still be on them. But um, I trust Brady in that defense more than I than I trust the way the Cowboys playing right now. Um, very shocking. Um, I'm taking Tampa. I just didn't see Sid taking Tampa. I really, really saw you sticking with uh, sticking with the Cowboys in this one. They caught me off guard. But, uh, yeah, I'm taking Tampa in this one. Um, and it's not for Brady. Uh, it's actually, uh, to me, it's more about the running backs. I think the running backs by committee is going to play a big uh, big part in this game. Uh, Dallas still, to this point, struggled to, to stop the run. Uh, and I think they're going to see a lot of runs. They're going to see uh, – a lot of short passes to the backs coming out the backfield. Uh, Tom Brady has finally seemed to be on the same page with Mike Evans. Uh, him and Godwin always pretty much had uh, things under control, but him being able to to throw the deep ball to Evans and um, just be on beat right now, that, that's what's important heading into the playoffs. Uh, Dallas is no, no pushover by any means, but even before the season started, Dallas was the one team, no matter what they did in the regular season, I just wouldn't be able to take them serious. Uh, I like the defense a lot, though. I honestly like the defense, especially when it comes to playing the pass. Um, but Tampa secondary is finally starting to gel toward the end. And, you know, we know they, they are still one of the better defenses in the league. Dak is struggling very, very bad. Um, I just think that all that sums up to a Tampa win, especially knowing that they're playing at home. All right, so I think we went the same on pretty much everything except for uh, Giants Vikings. Um, so, if, what would be the most surprising upset if there was to be one this week? Seattle. If, if Seattle beat San Francisco, I'd be stunned. Yeah, uh, I would have to say that Seattle, and it's only so because I, it's only because of how physical we know Seattle would have to play in order to beat San Francisco. I just can't see them matching that physicality. And for me, it's, it's Miami. If Miami went to Buffalo and was able to pull that out uh, with Teddy Bridgewater or Skylar Thompson as court, at quarterback, uh, I would definitely uh, be shocked by that. I got to tell you, I'm not as high on Buffalo anymore as y'all are. Um... I'm not as high on Buffalo as I was to begin the season. Okay. Uh, I, I honestly. I... Before we, I still have them making. Go ahead. What you I was gonna say before we we jump the gun on not being big on Buffalo. I think I, I know I had them number one in the AFC before the season start. Uh, so now they've they've slid to two to three, and to me that's not like dramatic. So I may not be as high on them because I had them number one to start, but to yeah. me, dropping down to two or three is not is not devastating. You have and, the ball. And, that that's that's almost exactly what I mean. I haven't felt like they're gonna make the Super Bowl since Von Miller got hurt. Honestly, that that's that's why I felt. Oh, and and for me, I for me. I had them making the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. I have them making the Super Bowl now, which is what I'm about to ask y'all next. What's y'all Super Bowl matchup right now? I have them making the Super Bowl now. Um, I just got back on that. 
because of the Chiefs uh, and how and how they've looked. And honestly, to me, it comes down to those two teams. I don't, I'm not big on uh, Cincinnati in that way. Um, to me, it comes down to the Chiefs and the Bills. And uh, man, the you mentioned it earlier the the emotional high that they're on right now. Like some of that, some of that is part of why I'm back on them, just because, yeah, they're already a good team, and we know what they can be. But having that uh, type of type of high going into the postseason can definitely carry a team as well. So it definitely, and now we're looking at um, Kansas City and Buffalo. If that's the AFC Championship, they play in neutral field, so they don't have to go to to Kansas City. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I, I have the Bills. I have the Bills and the Eagles in my Super Bowl right now. So, but but still, I'm not as high on them as I was at the beginning of the season. Um, I thought the Chiefs were going to take more of a step back than they did, and it's not even about ty- losing Tyreek Hill. But I did think they were going to take a step back, and they just absolutely didn't. And their defense performed better than I thought they would this year. But yeah, I'm rolling with the Bills. Yeah, looking at the the divisions, like all the playoff teams that I had at the start of the season, uh, y'all remember my Super Bowl was uh, Chargers Rams, yeah. um, and and as I'm sitting here today, I want to believe that the Chargers could get hot, but the yeah. AF, the AFC is just the fact that they would have to go to every one of these matchups, and the AFC is night and day better than the NFC yeah. to me. Um, I just don't think they got that kind of run in them. Um, especially with the the coach basically holding them back. Um, not the coach, the offensive coordinator, but that's a different conversation. Um, so I'm a, not you blaming Joe Lombardi for Brandon Staley being a bad coach. Um, Let's keep just keep going. Just keep going. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Chiefs 49ers. Okay. Uh, so beginning of the year, I had Bills in Tampa. Um, I, stick with it. No, 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 no. Stick with it now. But um, it's all about matchups, right? The AFC is so difficult for me because <clears throat> I do feel like overall Kansas City is the better team simply because of Patrick Mahomes. Um, I feel like the Chiefs can beat the Bills. But at this point, I'm not sure if the – of course, the Chiefs can beat the Bengals, but for some reason, the Bengals just have the Chiefs' number uh, for whatever it is. So it's all about matchups. So if I had to put money on it, I would have to say Chiefs and 49ers. And I just I, I just got to – I got to stay off the 49ers just because of their quarterback at this point. I, he hasn't done anything for me to think that – Oh, he's for sure going, you know, cost them a game. But also, he hasn't done that yet. We we see that from rookies all the time. It's going to come eventually. It's just, will it be bad enough and against the right opponent to actually cost them the game? And I was going to ask you, because I, I feel the same way, but I just feel like every team in the NFC, including the Eagles, even if he does have one of those games where he turned the ball over two times, uh, I still think San Francisco is good enough to to overcome that. Um, I really don't see no for sure powerhouse in the NFC. Philly's good, but they're not necessarily traditional. Um, you know, a lot of running. Uh, Jalen uses his legs a lot. Um, you know, we don't know what the right what the what their right tackle is going to look like. To me, they got holes, and 
no matter, it seems to be, no matter who goes out for San Francisco, whether it's the running back, the tight end, whoever, they find a way to make it work. So uh, they have a defense they can hang their hat on, man. I just don't see no team giving them significant trouble in the playoffs, not where they can't overcome it. Yeah, I think, like I said, I have them in the NFC Championship uh, once again, but they'd be traveling to Philly. Um Dealing with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. Like I said, right tackle Lane Johnson being out is definitely something I'm worried about with Philly. Um, but man, I just once again, I don't know. I just I just can't see uh Brock Purdy being able to go to Philadelphia and and pull that one out of his head. Uh real quick before we <clears throat> we, we leave this subject to jump off subject a little bit, do you see him being named the starter next year for San Francisco? Brock Purdy? Mm -hmm. Um, No. No? No. Unless unless he wins the Super Bowl. If he wins the Super Bowl, then then they can't go away from him. Um, But if they see an exit in the NFC Championship or before then for some reason, uh, Trey Lance gets healthy. I think it's Trey Lance's job again. I definitely. Uh, I mean, Brock Purdy will be there. He'll be waiting, but I think I think they go back to Trey Lance. You invested too much in him to <laughs> to not give him another chance in general, you know. Um. So yeah. Yeah. If they, I agree. If they win the Super Bowl, uh, he stays the quarterback. Anything less than that is. It's Trey Lance's job to lose, yeah. uh, just because the what they done to get him. Um, two news stories before we get to the coaches that I saw right before uh, we hopped on here. One being the the Roquan Smith deal. What did y'all think about that? Nothing. That. Oh, you they, didn't think nothing of it. And they they gave up a lot to get. <laughs> Not a lot, but they traded for him. They was going to try to keep him. Um, so, nothing, nothing really. really. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. I, was, I mean, them keeping him, to me, was a no-brainer, of course. But the $20 million a year, $100 million linebacker was yeah. more so what I was referring to. The, the actual detail of the contract, not them keeping him. Oh. That didn't surprise me because you know what he was looking for when he was in Chicago. So, before you even made the move for him, you knew what he wanted. Um, it just was it when he when when you get him, is he going to make your defense that much better? And to me, he has. Um, we already knew he could play sideline to sideline before he even put on that uniform, but he has been phenomenal this season, man. It'd be hard to let him walk. 100%. Um, and the other story was DeAndre Hopkins and them most likely trading him, uh, this offseason, and that being something that uh, that, that uh, a conversation they they'll be having with uh, their GM candidates before they even bring them in. So that looks like something that's for sure going to happen. Best landing spots for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Back to number one. (laughs) 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 Number one for me is Baltimore. If you, if you want to keep Lamar Jackson uh, outside of actually paying him what he's asking for, uh, you want to make your quarterback happy, get him a real wide receiver for once in his career and see uh, how much better that does him and how much further that allows him to take you as a team. 
Hmm. I mean, he can go anywhere, right? And it just is just all the uncertainties for me at, at quarterback because I would love to see the Giants with a true number one. I think, uh, of course, they, they're going to, you know, get um, – they may have a quarterback change. Who knows in all season? But no matter who comes there, I would love to just see that offense with a number one on the outside who can win one-on-one matchups. Um, so that would be a spot for me. And if Rodgers is coming back to Green Bay, of course, Green Bay. Mm-hmm. That's what I would Green Bay. And just Aaron Rodgers will be back in Green Bay. Don't worry about that. Anybody got time for that this offseason? He'll be back. All right. Uh, these – he went. Out, he walked off that field, bro. Like, uh, yeah, like Brett Favre. Oh no, he walked off. Like Brett Favre <laughs> did in three different jerseys. <laughs> Let me tell you. He only did that. He only did that because they lost. <laughs> <laughs> so you saying he was being dramatic? Absolutely. <laughs> he needed the, he needed the attention. He needs the attention one way or another this offseason. We can't go into the offseason and not talk about Aaron Rodgers. He he needed to make sure he fueled that before he he left the field. I tell you what, <clears throat> he did it. He did it so good. Even if he uh, he's done with football, he got to actually for waiting on him because he he showed so fooled me. Oh man! Right. I said wait. He did, I said he didn't give him the jersey. Oh yeah, man! This this here for real. He, he wasn't giving any lie in that jersey. He would have came up with any reason to not give a lie in that jersey that day. He ain't want to talk about. He ain't want to talk about the Lions going five and one in the division. Him throwing five interceptions to Kirby Joseph. He, he, he wanted it to be all oh, great. This is my last game. Get out of here. Then got Randall Cobb to go along for the ride. He's like, come on, Randall, because you for sure probably won't be back. Let me. Let me attach myself to you on the way out of here today. Inside the field, all the way to the locker room. All right. So as of now, we got five coaching vacancies, head coaching vacancies, because a lot of coordinators are already getting fired as well. Um, we started off. What was the first one? Carolina. Carolina came open, um, and then um, Indy's job came open, and then Denver right here at the end of the season. And now you got Houston and Arizona open as well. Um, I remember last year when we touched on head coach of vacancies, the first thing we did was which job is the most appealing. Uh, so let's start there. Which job to y'all is the most appealing out of these five? By the time we disagree on something. <laughs> <laughs> me, yeah. Oh, you, you. Uh. I think Denver, only because, and, and let me tell you, only because they already have a championship defense. And I told you halfway through the season, I just don't believe Russell Wilson is that bad again. You know, I mean, or not again, but is he is that bad? I just, I refuse to believe that this is who he is now. Um, you know what I'm saying? So like, it, even if it's not what it was, it ain't this. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you got your quarterback, and and it ain't and ain't and ain't up for debate because they're under contract for so long. The defense, yeah. good. you just need the. They got young wide receivers, and that's the other thing that people don't want to talk about with Denver. Denver got destroyed by injuries on offense, so yeah. that so some of them people coming back. I think Denver is the best job. Now, the only thing is the division that you win, but you know, yeah. Um. But but that's the best job to me. Um, I would have to go with the coats. Uh, to me, 
of course, everything you said about, and I'm going to tell you why, right? I'm going to tell you why. If you get that Denver job, bro, expectations immediately for all the reasons you just said, you got a championship defense, right? Figure out the run game and figure out how to get Russell Wilson cooking. And we heading in the right direction. It seemed pretty goddamn hard to do this, this season that we're still currently in. So I just think expectations are going to be unreal for whoever get that job. For any reason, for any stretch of the imagination, Russell Wilson cannot go back to the Russell Wilson of old. I mean, that's a tough division to win, man. Um, and like I said, whoever get that job, if I, don't, I just don't think you can go three years of missing the playoffs and still, you know, well, two years and then the third year, you possibly out of there. Um, so Denver has the best roster, if you ask me who have the, the best roster. Um, but to me, the coach job is very attractive simply because they have the fourth overall pick. Uh, they got a high second round uh, pick this year. And this was a team that just two years ago, we was raving about their defense, raving about their O-line. We know what you got in Jonathan Taylor. Michael Pittman has finally come around. They just need a quarterback. And by quarterback, I mean somebody that's definitely better than what they had. So even if you don't get a rookie quarterback, if you put Jimmy G in his system and he can stay healthy, I think you see a different coach team. Uh, it's not going to take much to win this division. I mean, 10 wins and you can possibly win this division. Jacksonville won it this year, the year before that, and the year before that, I believe it was Tennessee, with like 12 wins. Mm -hmm. They got hot at the end of the year, basically just running the football. So I just think, you know, if, if you're asking me what job I can come in and not necessarily hit home runs on every level and still produce, to me, it would be the coach, the coach job. Okay, so we all got a different team because I'm taking Houston. Uh, and when I pick Houston, I'm I'm thinking about these first-time head coaches that are that are going to be the Ben Johnsons, the D'Amico Ryans, the um, – uh, what's going on? Jonathan Cannon, the Aaron Glenn's guys like that that are going to interview that are going to be first time head coaches. Um, when and they come in, you're giving them uh, young talent that you already pulled in through the draft last year, like a Damian Pierce, Derek Stingley. Uh, you got other young guys there that you want to keep around, like Jonathan Greenard and uh, um, God, I can't even think of the other dude's name. Um, and then you have the draft capital going forward. This year you have the second overall pick in the draft. You have the 12th overall pick in the draft. Um, I want to say they have two second rounders this year as well. Um, and, of course, when you're a young coach like that, well, any coach is tying themselves to whatever quarterback they they bring in and, and uh, decide to roll with. And, I mean, if you're able to get a Bryce Young or even go C.J. Stroud uh, in this draft, I think that's a good young quarterback uh, to pair with a good young coach that can actually start to turn around an organization like Houston. Um, so, yeah, I think, once again, I agree with both the, I agree with what Red said. If you're talking about the best the best roster, the team that can, that can be turned around immediately is definitely Denver. But I think that it takes a coach like a Sean Payton or maybe even a Harbaugh to be able to do that. I don't think uh, I wouldn't bet on one of these younger guys that's being interviewed to be able to go in there and do that. Or even uh, a D'Amico Ryan's type guy, dependent because that'll be solely dependent on who his offensive coordinator would be. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to roll with Houston. 
Um, so now, a better question. <laughs> Who do you think gets the Denver job? I, I honestly don't know. It's tough to say, but um, that that's real tough. I mean they they should they should do they should move mountains to try to get Sean Payton over there. That's a that's a team. I'm for real, man. Like if they had a veteran quarter uh, a veteran coach, somebody who we really believe that has a winning pedigree with with all that talent, that's a lot of talent sitting over there, bro. Jerry Judy, uh, Cortland Sutton, very, uh, tight ends that they can use, um, good defense. You're talking about a defense that get put on the field over and over and over again, and they seem like they just don't run out of gas. Man, Denver defense plays, and they're young. Um, if Denver could find a way to put up 24 points a game <laughs> and not, you know, turn the ball over every other down, I really think Denver, they, they got the potential, man. Sean Payton would be nice over there. It seemed like it makes sense for them to go get an offensive coach, right? I'm going to argue that they're not going to do that and that they go hire Dan Quinn as their head coach. Um, they talked to him last year and, were re- and was really interested in him until Dallas did whatever they did to get him to come back and return as their defensive coordinator. Uh, I don't think uh, unless Mike McCarthy gets fired and Dan Quinn gets that job in Dallas, which I also don't see how well, Mike McCarthy will probably be fired if they lose wild card. But I don't think Dan Quinn gets the job. Uh, I can see Dan Quinn taking over in Denver. I think um, I think <laughs> the Sean Payton thing for me has always been L.A. first. So he's not going to be in a rush to accept any job with anybody. I think he sees whether Sean McVay steps away. I think he sees whether Brandon Staley chokes this weekend and he gets fired. And then he makes his choice. If an L.A. job comes available, I think that's where Sean Payton ends up. If not, um Man, I think Arizona, and I only think Arizona now because they fired the GM as well. And I could definitely see uh, a Jeff Ireland going over to Arizona with Sean Payton and then that being a, a perfect parent for them to rebuild what it is going on in Arizona. Uh, Sean, do you think Ben Johnson leaves this year? Yeah, I, I, I thought he was going to get a job. Uh, the Minnesota game. Yeah, what, what he did against Minnesota the second time, I was like, "Yeah, he out of here." There ain't no way uh, because, and then you look at the fact that he's thirty six years old. Everybody looking yeah. for that next young hot shot, yeah. Sean McVay. That was no, that's no change. Selfishly, I don't want him to get a job, another job, but um, nah, he he out of here. Yeah, and I would add, very deserving. If you look at oh, what he's done and, and the life that he's put into, you know, Detroit, leaning on that offense, uh, me and Sid was talking. I was like, man, I, I finally can say DeAndre Swift because everybody always been big on him, and I just never saw it. But this is the first year um, that I'm like, yeah, yeah, he looked like he can, you know, like he can ball. So uh, Jared Goff, he's going to be starting for somebody. No, don't, don't, do it. don't do it. Don't do it. Don't you do it to DeAndre Swift right now. Just let it go. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I think this was by far his best year. Hold on, I don't, I don't want to kidnap this podcast and turn it into a Detroit Lions argument. So that we can do that off air. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Sean was just as bad to down on him as I was all these years. <laughs> and to, 
Once again, you don't want to do this, but forget it. We here. Because to me, it's not even about DeAndre Swift and how he performed this year as much so as it is how well Jamal Williams performed this year. And I think, no, no, for me, for me, for me, that puts DeAndre Swift on the outs in Detroit, regardless of what you thought about him going into this year or what you think about him now. I had very high hopes for him. I have had high hopes for him since they drafted him. He is extremely frustrating to watch because he's either making mistakes or when he get rolling, he get hurt. Yep. So he's very frustrating to watch. Um, So you need a Jamal Williams to, to, you know, to help him because he ain't going to make it through 17 games for one reason or another. Well, that's just what the NFL is now. I mean, we're in the passing lead. So, I mean, great as Elvin Kamara is, we're not about to pound Elvin Kamara to death. You still going to need a number two running back. Uh, no, no. And, and that's not even what I mean about, about that. Yeah, I agree with that, that you need the, the balance of two running backs. What I'm saying is you can't trust them from game to game to not to make be productive. Or, or yeah. you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I feel like seeing him catching the ball out of the backfield this year when he was healthy, uh, being at outlet, He's def- you definitely can't put a backer on him, right? Um, to me, there's value there. I'm not saying I got What him- about him running the ball, Rich? What did you see from him this year that you was excited about with him running the football? Not much. Not running the ball. But once again, what have we seen from Austin Eckler running the ball this year that made us go crazy? Yet we still know what he is overall. I'm okay. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter running or catching. Every, like, five to ten plays, he will give you a, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. He's inconsistent is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like him and Jamal Williams together, I feel like that's a good core base to have moving forward. Yeah. Um, like I said, New Orleans, Elvin Kamara's healthy. That's fine. But we still find ourselves saying we need another running back. You know, like even right now, we are saying we we need another running back going into this this next season. Uh, if you look at the teams that do have that, your San Francisco's. Um, yeah, but if DeAndre Swift is always hurt, then you still don't have another running back. I, that defeats the purpose. I'm saying when healthy. When yeah, healthy. that's rare. Well, <laughs> when it's available, I'm saying I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know Williams the one who get all the touchdowns and cool and. You know, Jamal Williams, I was big on him when he uh, when he was in Green Bay, when him and Aaron Jones was in camp. Then you remember they had a lot of buzz that he was going to beat him out for a starting job. You know, that didn't work out. Um, but even uh, A.J. Dillon, that's another another pair. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Aaron Jones can do it all. But we saw when he went down, how uh, he stepped up in that uh, in the division game last year in the, in the playoffs. Uh, right. You just need. You just need a, uh, a guy that can catch and a, a power guy. And I'm just saying, Detroit, they offense haven't reached the ceiling, I feel. Um, and if those two guys was returning next year, I wouldn't look at Detroit and feel like they had question marks at the running back spot. Oh, it's about to get spooky for everybody. I'm sorry. There he go. <laughs> it's officially about the Lions now. Let's go. <laughs> 
Um, I don't want to volunteer any rabbit holes for us to go down. So is there anything else y'all wanted to talk about before we wrap this up? We good? <laughs> All right. So um, once again, it's been way too long. We're not going to go this long again. Hopefully we can uh, keep up throughout the playoffs at least uh, and then going into the offseason because there's a whole lot more to talk about uh, already, honestly. And once again, offseason just getting started for, for most teams. Um. But, man, great episode. Looking forward to Super Wildcard Weekend, even though we see a lot of these matchups the same. But there are going to be a few surprises in there somewhere. Oh, I did want to ask you, Sean, because me and you talked off air about um, the coaching vacancies and how we already knew about, I think at the time we knew about three or four of them. We were like, it'll probably get up to six or seven. We're at five right now. Do you think we still get up to seven? I think it still gets to seven. Woo-hoo. I uh, Washington, La, the Rams, and uh, damn, I had the other one in my head. Um, oh, you said the Chargers. The Chargers. The Chargers. The, those are remember we, what I had said was the Chargers and the 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 Cowboys. Did I say the Cowboys? The 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 Chargers are the, the teams that in the playoffs that can. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I agree. Uh, like I said, Chargers, Chargers and Cowboys, if either of them see a first-round exit, I think their coach is fired. Uh, Sean McVay, who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. I'm already irritated with him at this point. Um, and Ron Rivera, I think he, I think he's back in Washington next year just because of the news earlier today about them firing his offensive coordinator. Um, so I think he'll be back. So I'm going to go ahead and take them off the board. But out of the Chargers, the Rams, and the Cowboys, I think two – Probably two of those jobs come open going forward. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for this week. Uh, hopefully, we can get back here after uh, after this week when we're on to the divisional round and, and talk some more football. Appreciate y'all.